nine. Hashtag age gaps at fam problems. Hashtag verse TV 229C. So I'm 22 years old. I've never been in a relationship before. And I went to this music festival in Barcelona a few weeks ago. I met this 40 year old OnlyFans creator. I'm also an OnlyFans creator. And the first night we went to a party together, we really hit it off. That same night, he asked me to be his boyfriend. I was very vulnerable at the time. This felt like a fairy tale romance. I said yes. The next day, he told me that he was in love with me. By the third day, he asked me to go live with him in Brazil. And so I told him, I'm here in Europe for about two months. So maybe we should try staying together here in Europe before I go somewhere like Brazil. And I really thought that this man was the one. So by the end of the first week, things started to turn really sour. Exploring the city by myself, and I get a bunch of text messages where he's accusing me of using him for money. And he starts to list all these things that I owe him, like 160 for our first date, lube that I used once for a collab that he filmed. He's charging me for using a scoop of his protein powder. He's charging me for ruining this Louis Vuitton bag because there's a scratch right there. I didn't even want to wear that bag in the first place. He told me to wear that bag because my bag looked cheap and he didn't want to be seen walking around with me and that bag. Mm. Well, I'm sure Kevin will be right back. I will say, I don't even have to really, but that is totally my problem with huge age gaps in dating. Because granted, that 40-year-old man is probably an 83 baby or an 82 baby. So it's like, we are the older men now, okay? I get it. But I agree with what Dan Savage said about with significantly older people dating significantly younger people or with people, not significantly older people dating significantly younger, but with people dating people who are significantly younger and legal, it's like, he said, the campsite rule is what's in effect, you know? Here we go. He's back, y'all. Yay. All right. Marvelous. All right. And yeah, Dan Savage says that it's just like the campsite rule. Leave it better than you found it. That is your responsibility as the older person in the relationship. And I remember discussing with my uh, gym training guy about, he's former military, right? And um, he talked about uh, how parents 
learn quickly not to bring their 18-year-old daughter around the barracks mm. because he's like, yeah, you know, with us younger but slightly higher than 18, but still, like, in that same range, men, like, we're going to do what we do. And he talked about this one woman who, 18-year-old, who she was like, she became a, he didn't use the term barracks winch, but it was barracks something. And that she was going from barracks to barracks, sleeping with a lot of the guys. And I, I, I don't even know her, but, but I defended her, right? On some, I'm curious, it's gonna be even better. I defended her to the extent, yes, this is better. I defended her to the extent that I was like, when you're young, that age, you don't know. You know, just like I always say, I was looking for love in all the wrong bedrooms. She was looking for love in all the wrong barracks, you know? <laughs> and it's like, and I, I think he even said this to me too. He was like, yeah, but she was sleeping with everybody, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but she doesn't understand that. She doesn't, she doesn't see it that way. The way she saw it was she's like, I'll sleep with him and I'll try and, and see what can happen. If we can maybe grow to something bigger. And then next thing you know, he, he says, no. And she was, she's like, okay, I'm going to move on to this next one and see if that's um, somebody that I can connect with. And he's like, mm, no, two, after they do what they do. And then she moves on to the third and so forth and so on. And next thing you know, she develops a reputation for being a easy person, easy sexual person. And I think there was even a time that I had such a reputation online a little bit. I, I I backed up very very quickly though, but I was looking for love in all the wrong bedrooms. But if somebody turns you down, you know you're like, well, I can just keep trying. I I've got to try to find him. I know he's somewhere, you know. But you get that reputation anyway. I didn't even almost finish this. In basic complexity, I'll uh, go back to it in my, in my one-ish minute. Anyway, yours? Um, that, that entire situation to me was just riddled with nothing but red flags. Um, that's, there are, sorry. Okay, that food ain't coming back? No. You ain't coming? You ain't got nothing you can spare? I ain't gonna lose it. All right, Jim. What's up with some crackers or something? 
don't have nothing. Um, well, um, sorry about that. Um, okay. I like I said that entire situation to me was with red flags, and there are three strikes in my book. I so he asked you to be his be his boyfriend the first night you met. The issue with it. Um, Two, he tells you that that he is in love with you um, on the second day. Issue in itself. (laughs) And three, he asks you to move in with him in Brazil, which is a whole different country. Um, on the third day, I see nothing but issues. That's what I have. Going back to the uh, woman in the barracks thing and connecting to what you're saying about him not seeing the red flags, that's more of exactly the problem because he did say in the video how he thought that he had found his one. And I get it. I get it. When we're younger, we hope that, we think that. That's what we think, you know? And maybe you were different because you you had a boyfriend and whatever, (laughs) you know? But for those of us who didn't at that age, you know, when love seems to present itself, it seems like a perfect thing, a perfect opportunity. You know, he, he was like, I thought I found my one. He said that because he thought he did, because the other guy was laying it on hard. <laughs> but it's not because that other guy was insincere. It's just like he's, it goes back to the being older thing. And when you get older, you get grumpy as the guy from the, Queer love of queer love and color book said you get grumpy, you know, and it's not as easy to connect with people. And I would say you're 40, we're 40, connect with some fellow older millennials because he's an older millennial like us, you know, but connect with somebody like us, leave the 22 year old alone. But when I was 19, I dated a dude who was 43. That means he was 24 the year I was born. So, but honestly, he he treated me well. He, He gave me that campsite rule. Now, I would never let him buy me a doggone thing. I just liked spending time with him, you know, and... 
doing stuff with him, you know, but yeah, I would just enjoy that. Now that I'm 40 and even when I was 30, I was like, I don't understand what somebody that old even saw in somebody who's 19. I could not, I could not. Nevertheless, like like one of my friends was like, yeah, that seems sort of pedophilish to me. I don't. It wasn't pedophilish because I was grown. There was a big difference between in our ages, and I would not do that. As I've said time and time again, at this point, I am like team thirty and above. Everybody thirty and above, it's all good, but at least team 30 and above you know and yeah 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 what? you know and when he talked about that uh that that purse thing and um being like yeah, when I was out, he thought that I was just um, cheating and whatever and was sending me all of those texts. And I was like, that sounds exactly like exactly what somebody in that age range would think. And I get it because that goes back to the grumpy thing, us being a little bit grumpy, you know, a little harder to connect. But don't spoil that 22-year-old young man, go ahead and just fight it out with another 40-year-old, you know? You're both grumpy, you know? We're all a little grumpy, you know? But f fight it out with somebody who's a little older, not somebody who's gonna feel like, oh, I thought I found my one. Hmm. No. And maybe you two can hope that you find your ones together, but don't do that to a 22 year old because what's going to happen is that's not leaving him better than you found him. He is going to be worse with uh, when, when he dates and finds his 22 year old, he is going to, Ooh, I have so much to say, and I know I'm so over one minute. I'm sorry, Kevin. Thank you. Anyway, my wrap-up is us early babies have got a little – us early 80s babies who are a little later in life, yes. But we can now – yes. Oh, okay. So us early 80s babies, we got the ability to – connect and marry a little bit later in life. Yes, we got, and now it might feel like we're a little behind the eight ball in terms of connecting with somebody. So we feel like, oh, we're rushed, you know, because we weren't even able to do it in our 20s, but we can do it now. So, so we're like rushing, but don't rush and... Go ahead and get you another fellow millennial, okay? Yes. And leave Gen Z alone. And also, also, I kind of love the fact that that um he's like, 
yes, I'm an OnlyFans creator, which is really just another way for saying I do porn. That's what he's saying. But I agree with George Carlin on that. I agree with George Carlin. George Carlin is like, I don't understand why it's not legal. Sex is legal. Selling is legal. Why isn't selling... And actually, he said fucking. He said fucking is legal. Selling is legal. Why isn't selling fucking legal? And I, I, I kind of agree. And while porn is not illegal, generally, I feel that way about the... Um, uh, the negative feelings that people have about porn. I, I'm like, you know, pe- people should be positive. Now, I know it seems like I'm sp- stigma. I, I know it seems like I'm speaking from a standpoint of somebody who's done porn and I'm like, yeah, you know, we need to be more understanding. No, I, I, I've never done porn at all. I do, I've also never sold sex. I do feel that as a society, we should be more gentle with those who work in the sex work industry anyway basic complexity i'm sorry i had a whole lot to say thank (laughs) you go for it no 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 it's on you i finished oh was that just like last week when, when i just took a big gulp of water and you were like yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead. Swallow that shit. And go go ahead. And now, see, I, I got you back. I, I wasn't trying to get you back, but yeah. If you're, if you're ready, and then I'll do the Verse TV family yes or no question afterwards. Um, go ahead. Oh, you know what? You're right because it is. I, I do need to do it. No, no, I, I'll do it. If you don't have anything else to say, then, then I'll do it now. Do you have nothing else to say? No. Okay. The hashtag Verse TV family yes or no question is I think the largest age gap that I've had was being consistently with a dude who was 24 years older than me. And again, 1943. I I think that was one of the largest age gaps that I had consistently. The question is, have you ever exceeded a 24-year age gap with a partner? Somebody who was 24 years older than you, maybe consistently not just a one night hookup but consistently basic complexity are you ready for our special topic d um yeah I'm sorry. hold on just a minute well it's it's topic d it'll be after the video right. i'll go ahead and play the video okay Okay. It's just, okay. Hashtag peak ranks at Detroit Jurel 
Hashtag VerseDB229D. Ranking Beyonce's albums from number seven to number one. Let's go. At number seven, I'm putting this album here, not because it wasn't amazing, but it just wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Like, literally, was not intended for me. So, I'm going to put number seven, Lemonade. Number six, I'm going to choose... I know y'all going to kill me for this. I Am Sasha Fierce. I know that's her, like, most commercially successful album with some of her biggest hits, but, yeah, it's going to be I Am Sasha Fierce. At number five, it's going to be self-titled, Beyonce. These people going to kill me. At number four, I'm going with Dangerously In Love. Woo! Number three, I'm going to go with B-Day. And number two, this is the real battle for me right now, honestly. I'm, I'm going to be honest between these two. I'm going to put Renaissance at number two and my all-time favorite, four, at number one. That's it. Happy birthday, Beyonce. All right. So this is our back and forth. Now, you can start with your number seven, or, or do you need me to start with my number seven? Um, shoot. Um, wait, because I'll start with my number seven. All right. So, and of course, every album is exceptional and love. You know, we're gay millennials, we love Beyonce. You know, we don't have to stand for her, but we do have to love her. It is written in the contract, okay? So, yes, anyway, but yes. And every single one of those albums played a significant role in my growth. So, for me, I will say number seven is the album Beyonce, which came out. December 2013, and we'll share a special memory and our favorite song from the album. My special memory is I remember it was a special release, like it was secret-like, and everybody was like, oh, Beyonce just dropped an album, that's amazing, blah, 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 you know? And I, I was like, oh, that's cute. That's how I felt at that time. And um, it's still not my favorite album. But I was like, oh, that's cute. And honestly, I know I'm going to get my gay card revoked, but I never got the album Beyonce. Maybe one day I'll get it since, you know, streaming, right? But I never got the album Beyonce. Now, my favorite song from that album, though, was I heard, like, at some point listening outside of I, I think I heard it played somewhere and then I just I fell in love with it and I was like ooh what's this album and I was like oh it's Beyonce the song is Standing on the Sun Remix I love that song Standing on the Sun alright Kevin um, are you Ready for your number seven and to turn your camera horizontal? Um, sorry. Um, actually, my number seven, coincidentally, is also Beyonce. So, that's all. 
Yeah, man. Do you have a favorite song and a special memory? Uh, favorite song, yes. Special memory, no. And trying to think, what is the name of the song? Um, I, I woke up like this. <laughs> no, it does feature somebody. Um, it's like I think her name starts with a C. <laughs> okay, that song. Well, I don't know how to pronounce it. That's cool. I will also say I remember at that time, Beyonce. That I woke up like this was popular because that was from that album, Beyonce, and I was like, "Oh, okay, it's, it was cute. It's cute." I woke up like this, flawless. That was the song, flawless. Anyway. My number six is yes, and I'm gonna keep talking like like that dude was like I know everybody's gonna be upset with me. I'm sorry, y'all, but my number six Beyonce album is Lemonade from April 2016, and as far as memories of that album, I remember. That was my first time being with somebody I thought I was going to marry. I know, I know, y'all. I thought it, and he actually, as far as song that that he liked, I, I remember he would like um, the song. Formation, because he was worried. Yes, he was. He he watched some YouTube videos that scared him into believing that Beyonce was in the Illuminati. And on that song, she the first line is "Y'all haters calling it with that Illuminati mess." And I remember I almost said his name. Oh my. Gosh, I'm so glad I didn't. But I, I remember he, he would always say to me, he'd be like, "Yeah, because you know, one of the rules of the Illuminati is if you're in the Illuminati, you can't talk down about the Illuminati." And I'm like, "Where, in the, where in the world did you get that rule book from for the Illuminati?" But okay, as long as it has you feel comfortable about Beyonce, it was cool. And he would dance around. And dance to that. He loved dancing to that song, and I thought that was cute. And I thought it was cute when he would dance to it, you know. And uh, formation. Now, as far as my favorite song on that album, I would say it's "Love Drought." Basic complexity. Your number five, number six. Lemonade. All right. And favorite song and memory. Um, let's see. 
lemonade and from favorite song from lemonade would have been crap <laughs> would have been uh there we go would have been formation all right so my number five and prepare your number five as well so you can be ha have it up and ready to go my number five is i am sasha fierce i'm sorry y'all it is 2008 cd honestly i that was back in the days of cds right and i am sasha fierce was a two cd thing and i don't think i ever played the i am side maybe once maybe once and i i'm sorry i didn't like the song halo i know it got played a lot and it's cute now it's cute but i i, I didn't love it and just like the guy was saying that that was perhaps her most commercially successful album but i did not like i am I loved Sasha Fierce. Yes, Sasha Fierce. And I know it's like, that's interesting. And I remember a dude who I went on a date with, just a date. He loved the song, Single Ladies Put a Ring on It. And I remember it came on the radio when I, I was driving us somewhere. And um, his little cute self, yes, he was cute. He he got all excited, like, ooh, single ladies put a ring on it. If you like it, then you should put a ring on it. Like dancing to it and everything. And I was like, that was at the time that I started being more comfortable with the concept of a feminine guy, you know? And... I I was like, wow, he is really feminine, but he's cute. Anyway, yes, that's how I felt. But as far, also another memory, around that time, I, I, I constantly, consistently work on music. I am a musician. I'm Fimeo Alpha, right? And music is music is in me. I'm always making music. And um, I presented one of my songs to a guy that I was uh, working with at that time. And he laughed at me heartily to my face. I played it and I was like, I know it's a rough, I, I did that whole like downplaying thing. That, that people do when they present art. I'm like, I know it's like a rough, a rough cup copy, but it's something that I enjoy and I, I just want you to hear, like, what do you think of it? And he literally laughed like, ah, ha, 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 that is awful. Like there are things that are bad in the world, but that is awful. And I, <laughs> I was like, okay. Thank you for uh, 
breaking my spirits. Thank you. He was like, that is awful. That is horrible. I was like, wow, okay, thanks. Anyway, my favorite song on that album is actually, it is from the Sasha Fierce side, but I remember I always used to think that it would be better, not that it would be better, but that it would be a song on the I Am side, but Scared of Lonely. Oh my gosh. Like at first I was going to say it was Single Ladies Put a Ring on It, but I was going through the track list and I was like, Scared of Lonely. Why is that? That's familiar to me. I really think I like that song. And I played it and oh my gosh, I just kept that on repeat because I love that song that is that is still my jam and technically it is the last song on the sasha fierce side anyway basic complexity your number five so my number four is <laughs> oh my gosh i'm sorry but my number four is b-day which came out, and I don't know if I named the year of I Am, Sasha Fierce, 2008, if I didn't say it. And B-Day, of course, 2006. And as far as the memory that I have, I remember Beyonce, as far as us gaze, you know, I, I remember feeling like Beyonce was reaching out to our community, even though that that was at the time. Oh, my gosh. That was at the time that I started kind of going back into the closet. In college, I was out. No, I wasn't out. But in college, I was fully comfortable with myself. Right after college, I was like, maybe I need to change. Anyway, that album, I still, even though I was in that middle ground, I was like, that is so cool how she featured these gay designers and she didn't speak of them like she was like, didn't make a spectacle of them. It was just like, hey, you know, I, I work with these uh guys on this album and they're uh guys who dress like women and it's super cool she didn't say they're guys who dress like women but but she she didn't make a spectacle out of the fact that she was working with two gay designers and i i used to think that was so beautiful like that that's super cool also wow i, I had another whale <laughs> i have another memory that album, I that was during the time that I dated this dude who he was like, we broke up because he gave me a, man, you can't handle a thug, man. Everybody said they want a thug, but you can't handle a thug. Everybody said they want a thug, but they don't know what to do with a thug when they finally get him. And what was so interesting about him was 
And I feel that revealing all of this is revealing who he is, but I don't necessarily believe he watches hashtag verse TV. So he's not going to care at all, but um, he actually had a rough first part of his life. And then he was adopted at 13 by a family with a substantial amount of money. And I, I almost named I, I think I could in a very well-to-do area outside of Baltimore City. So he did have life on both sides. You know, he had that rough life from zero to 13, but he was adopted by a family with a good amount of money. So he was still like, hang on to that. Uh, I'm a thug, but I live in upper suburbia. Anyway, basic complexity, do you have your uh, four and five, five and four? Oh, I didn't even name my favorite songs, so you can still look it up. My favorite song was none other than what started as a hidden track, but on the deluxe edition, it was a normal track worldwide woman and i used to say because again that was at the time that i was trying to find my way through maybe i can live a heterosexual life i would change the lyrics to instead of saying i'm a worldwide woman i'd be like i'm a worldwide winner www some fun in, in, in anywhere Worldwide winner, WWW. You can log on anywhere. Your dude can take you there. Yes. Oh, I used to love that song. I still love that song. It's a great song. Anyway, basic complexity. Five ish renaissance. Okay. And four is dangerously in love. All right. Well, we will actually do our top three for week 131. So not 130, but we'll do our top three week 131. Now, are we ready for topic E? The Cerebral TV 229. Yep. Hashtag Cerebral TV 229 at jcraftbooks at niacc13 hashtag verse TV 229E. So my 14 year old is in high school this year and he's uh, in advanced history and his history teacher did something I, I wish all history teachers would do. So they staged a fight with another teacher. And after the, the fight in which the other teacher was asked to leave the room, um, the students were all asked to write down what they saw of the incident so that way uh, they could send that report to the principal. Uh, and the next day they came in and found out that it was all staged to show that none of their reports were exactly the same. And some of the reports were different depending on which teacher the students sympathized with or what angle they sat in in the room 
to show that history is written by the people that observed it from the angle they observed it, from their history, their culture, and it really does matter who writes history. So recently I was on a four hour red eye flight and I was seated next to this older white gentleman, but the conversation started because he noticed I was wearing a law school hat and he was like, oh, did you go to that university for law school? And I was like, no, I went for undergrad. Like my sister and my dad went for law school. After I said that, he was just like, huh. So later on in the conversation, we're talking about education again. He's asked me about my family's background educationally and he's telling me about his family and somehow the topic came to student debt. I was just saying it's crazy how expensive college is, so much to the point that even if you get into a school that you really want to go to, you probably can't go if you can't afford it. And he responds along the lines of, yeah, well, there's academic scholarships for people who are, work really hard and are really smart. Like my kids, they worked really hard and were really smart. He basically just kept on saying, like, if you were actually smart and deserved to be there and weren't just there because of affirmative action, maybe you'd have a chance at getting a scholarship. <laughs> what he doesn't know is that my family has a knife next to my name because I cut to the core and I sure did know how to burst this white man's bubble. <laughs> So I said, that's awesome for your kids, but the types of schools that I aspired to go to don't give out merit-based scholarships because everybody who gets in is just really smart. <laughs> and that's when it hit me that this man was trying to imply that like my family was not actually very smart. We just got to where we were because of affirmative action. And you know what? Even if we did, you have 465 years to get ahead and you still couldn't make it to where we are. That's a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And again, that's cerebral T hashtag cerebral TV 228. And for the hashtag cerebral TV, we just play it and it's something to think about. Some things to think about. And we we don't comment. So again, we'll do the top three for week 131 on hashtag Verse TV for Beyonce. And I'm Aaron Mack. And this has been week one, no, this has been week 229. And you can find me, Aaron Mack, A-A-R-O-N-M-C-K, at B-E-R-S-T-E-A-V dot com. And you can find hashtag Verse TV all over social media. Hashtag B-E-R-S-T-E-A-V and even at B-E-R-S-T-E-A-V. And go ahead, check us out. Again, we're all over social media and we're here every single Monday at 9.35 p.m. Every single Monday. Basic Complexity, where can we find you, Fran? All right. Um, I could definitely be found. Well, all right. First off, I could be definitely found on Instagram at Basic Complexity. And um, as I commonly say you take two words basic and complexity push them together in this space so b-s-i-c then capital c-o-m 
P-L-E-X-I-T-Y. And that is for Instagram. Now, in spelled the same way, the email that will get contact me at if you want to. Um, basic complexity at versetv.com. And that's verse TV is V E R S T E A V dot com. And then, um, lastly, I'm also on TikTok and this one is a little different because someone <laughs> already took basic complexity. So I just slightly, very slightly change it. So it's capital M lowercase y, then basic complexity. So capital B A S I C capital C-O-M-P-L-E-X-I-T-Y. And that is on TikTok. That's what I... All right. My basic complexity. All right. So that does it for week 228. We will return week 230 right at 9 35 p.m and we'll talk to you later hashtag verse tv family peace hashtag verse tv.com yes stay blessed good night everyone hashtag verse tv Kevin, aka Basic Complexity. Hashtag Verse TV Family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV Family. Two, two, nine.